Everybody shines sometimes. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. Get down on your knees and kiss this man's feet. I'm Lance Wackerly. If I was that dude, I'd be dreaming of boobs. We're going to stay here all night if we have to, so let's get started. Uh, can I go when this starts to suck? Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? How was uh, the weekend? <laughs> it was fine. I bought an iPod finally. Ran into some cash in a sock. What, after like five years, you decided just, I'm going to get with the times and buy an iPod? I think I listening to these things called podcasts. I heard they're actually kind of cool. It's, you I know, heard they suck. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. It's like, you know, independent radio, man. Yeah. It's well, like, I'm actually going to listen to some and see if uh, you don't have to suck the corporate cock. Our show. Because our show's not based on anything. No, it, it, we're, we're originators of the craft. <laughs> I just think we don't know what we're doing. No, dude, we're old school crafters. Yeah. Craftsmen. Do we model this after, like, ra- real radio? No. What do not. we model this after? Just I don't know. It's, been, it's just modeled after boredom and alcohol. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess that's what most podcasts are. Oh, yeah. It's so an so what's next, Wackerly? An iPhone? Is there an iPhone no in the way. future? No, this is as gay as I'm going to get. I don't know, man. So what do you do? Are you going to like jog with you? Did you get it to work out with or did you get it for the commute? Mostly for the bathhouses. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. It sounds gay. So I had a pretty decent weekend. I ended up going to L.A. with uh, Sleazy E. And I went down yeah, there to go. Traveling uh, companions, you two are? Yeah, he's my uh, longtime traveling companion. Did you ride on his BMX bicycle? <laughs> In the sidecar? He has like <laughs> yeah. those little sidecars. No, actually, I borrowed my brother's car, which I was surprised he even let me use it. Yeah. But um, there are no orchards <laughs> along the way, so he wasn't worried about me driving through one. What about Kauschwitz? <laughs> oh, we did have to go through Kauschwitz, but, uh, but you know, we're, we're kind of getting a little cryptic here. Kauschwitz is a slaughterhouse that's off of Highway 5 on your way to L.A., and it seriously, every time I go by it, I'm stuck in traffic, and it smells like utter cow asshole. Yeah, it's, it's mostly a stockyard as opposed to the actual Yeah, but it's a yard with like a million stockyard. cows. Yeah. And they're standing in their own shit. God, dude, it's awful. And people are about to eat them, like, you know, a few days later. It's yeah, disgusting. I will, yeah. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's great. So anyway, I went down there to go hang out with uh, uh, that one girl that I'm not going to tell her name. But uh, with that one girl that, uh, you know her. And so I went down there to go hang out with her. And uh, Sleazy E went down to go hang out with uh, his friend, this uh, Brazilian chick. As it turned out, this Brazilian girl apparently is some kind of graphic designer or something. And she designed the DVD cover of Pirates 2, Stagnetti's Revenge, which is a porn movie. I don't think I saw that one. <laughs> it just came out. It's the biggest budget porn movie of all time. I mean, it costs multi-million dollars to make this porn movie. Which, which is kind of idiotic. It, it, it's so unnecessary that I, I was just kind of, I was kind of surprised that, first of all, that, uh, that they make porn movies with that high of a budget. And second of all, that they have a porn premiere. For a porn movie. They had like an actual premiere. That so, doesn't surprise me. I guess it's L.A. and there's a lot of porn stars there. If you're in the movie, you want to have a party when it comes out. So you have a premiere party. Yeah, but they, they I mean, who goes to a movie theater and watches a porno? 
Oh, that's yeah. what I'm saying. No, I'm not you know? saying I would go. That sounds shitty. Well, and as it turned out, she had extra tickets, so we went to go check out the porn premiere this past Saturday of Did Pirates you spank Two. It? <laughs> no, there's no spanking going on because you're sitting in a room with a bunch of people so like just dressed a in bunch tuxedos. Of dudes with- Pitching tents in their tuxedos. Well, they, they had, I mean, seriously, they went all out. It was at the Orpheum, like in downtown LA, and they had a red carpet, and uh, there were a bunch of porn stars. They're Dave Navarro from uh, uh, formerly of Jane's Addiction, yeah, Chili Peppers. Well, I guess he's like a porn director now. Probably. And uh, my favorite porn star, Sasha Gray, was in the movie. Yeah. And she was there. I guess for a porn, we've talked about her. Yeah. She's hot. She's, she's for a porn right. slut, she's kind of yeah. hot. There's uh, another one, Belladonna. I was looking for Ron Jeremy, but I didn't see him. I don't know if he liked, you know, I, I think he probably got, uh, you know, they, I think they forgot about him, didn't, didn't cast him in a role in this film. <laughs> right. So but I think the, he was spurned. You uh, got off track of my question. Did all the dudes just, were they just sitting there crossing their legs with huge wood? I wasn't staring at the men. I wasn't staring at the guy's crotches. If that's what you're asking me, wackily. No. So what? What happened? Let me. I'll get to that point. So there was the the red carpet thing. Everyone walked down the red carpet. Then there was like uh, open bar, free drinks. Um, some shrimp cocktail. Uh, there was uh, some a crab <laughs> I salad. Eat, I don't want to eat shrimp cocktail. <laughs> I'm lying. That's I'm joking about that. Finger has been in before me. <laughs> there were no crabs there. Yeah, I just had this finger up. Uh, what you know, some dude's asshole. Well, no, there were no edible crabs there. <laughs> there were probably other kinds. Yeah. But no, there. You know, the, everyone like the porn stars were in different areas of the room, and people were taking pictures, and there, there was like media there. But then there was like an inordinate amount of dudes who are just too enamored with porn. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Like Martin and Steele from From the Ville are guys that really, really like porn. Like they, I mean, if me and like, I, I like porn. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy watching porn, but porn has a utilitarian purpose, a function. Right. You watch it, you jack off and then you go to bed or you go read a book or you do something else. Steele and Martin from From the Ville are the type of guys that will watch two consecutive full length porno movies. <laughs> And critique them. And critique them, exactly. There are a lot of dudes like that, like, you know, dudes that were like late 30s, mid 40s, that weren't in the industry, that weren't dating porn stars, that weren't rock stars. They're were just kind of fat, schlubby looking dudes that just really, really like porn. Probably the same guys that go to the AVN Awards. Uh huh. Yeah, you know, the adult. And so there are a lot of I'm those dudes. I'm trying to think of a, like a redeeming quality of why you would get that into porn. Um, I, no, it's like a cold I thing almost. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of it. It kind of disgusts me in a way. It's. I mean, I don't mind watching porn to jerk off, and then I'm done. Yeah, I mean, the longest I've ever watched a porn was maybe ten minutes, and that's because I already jerked off like five times before that day, and it took me a long time. And that yeah, sixth time. But I mean, so anyway, it's like there's like the little gathering gala in the in the main room, and then everyone kind of shuffled into the theater where they actually showed the full length movie. It was about two hours long. Oh Jesus! And, Are and there special effects? Why, why is yeah. the budget so? Big? No, they actually had CGI. I mean, they had like, like a CGI it was, dick. <laughs> no, it was like skeletons. It was just like Pirates of the Caribbean. Skeletons. Yeah, like the skeleton ship. I don't want. I don't want to be frightened while I'm trying to maintain my wood. Well, that's like, what was ah, su- fucking skeleton. <laughs> well, that's what was surprising <laughs> about it. Balls just shrank up into my body. Well, what was surprising about it is they had like half of it was like CGI and action sequences, and the other half was fucking. So really, it wasn't a whole movie of fucking. Oh, that's shitty. Yeah, I know. It's kind of like as a porno movie. I'd be pissed porn, if porn I bought that. Porn actors can't really act. No, but they. I think they kind of took this tongue-in-cheek. Uh-huh. So, I don't know. It was entertaining. But anyway, we watched that. Then we went to, a, there were like some parties. We went to a bar afterwards. But to make a long story short, me and the lady ended up going back to her house. And, you know, obviously she was a little excited after watching some porn. 
As was I. By the skeletons? <laughs> the skeleton dicks. Skeleton yeah, dick. Yeah, skeleton hard-ons. It's not really a bone. I'm not sure if you knew that. It was a boner. Right. Yeah. But so a skeleton wouldn't have one. I don't know. They had some <laughs> something dildo-shaped. They had, they had swords. There were a lot of lines like, suck my cannonballs uh-huh. and taste my pirate sword. Nice. So anyway, we went back so she could taste my pirate sword. And, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of going at it. And she's like, your pirate's you're pen too- knife. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> my pirate Swiss army knife. No, she said, you're too hairy. We should take a shower and I'll shave you. I was like, what are you talking about? We're wasted. I mean, we probably drank like at least like half a fifth of uh, Maker's Mark. And then I don't know how many. Uh, Sounds rock, like a like great a time to have a razor near your nuts. Yeah, it was just kind of like, it was just a weird question. Because I was thinking, so maybe she's saying this because she just watched a porn star, you know, the porn movie. And all yeah, the, they're all the male porn completely. stars are shaved. It's hilarious. But maybe that's how it is in L.A., but, you know, dude, I'm not like, I don't uh, have like But wolf... I, I have a question, though. So when she says you're too hairy, does she mean your whole body or just your nuts? I think she meant my nuts and taint area, <laughs> scrotal area. But, you know, seriously, dude. What about the butt crack? How far back did we go here? That, that's what I'm wondering. I don't you go. You there. <laughs> no, but I mean, I don't go. I don't, you know, I'll trim. I trim. I think most guys should trim. I don't want like the jungle book going on downstairs. Uh-huh. But I'm not like bending over on my shoulders with my legs up in the air trying to shave off my taint. Well, here's the thing. The hair in your cheese panel. <laughs> Are you talking about, is that the taint? Yeah. It's, it's called the, the cheese grundle. panel. The grundle. Yeah. The grundle area. Grundle hair. That's, uh, it serves a purpose. It's like when your ass crack starts to sweat, that like you know, catches the, I think it does two things. I think it catches the sweat and at the same time, it also just helps you not sweat. It like helps sort of the heat can sort of dissipate throughout through the hair or something, more surface area. I thought it was there to muffle the fart. That too. It has lots of purposes. It's an evolved part of your body. But uh, so like, has your ass crack been sweating down your no, leg? It, I didn't let her go all the way to the ass crack, <laughs> oh, okay. but I did let her... I mean, it, at first I was like, all right, this might be kind of cool, kind of kinky, kind of crazy. I'm game for anything. Let's, let's let's try this out. And then when she brought out like the razor and started shaving, I was kind of scared. I was thinking, could you imagine... I mean, I guess I'd have a much more sick and wrong story if she had sliced open my scrotal sack and there was blood everywhere and I ended up going to the hospital. Well, we're talking a safety razor here, right? It was just a regular open. like Bic razor or whatever. Quattro? But I mean How she was blades? using <laughs> but she was using like, you know, clip she was using shears to actually cut through like, you know, yeah, all the hair. Yeah, that's scary cuz she could I, I actually get scared when I do my own trimming cuz all you have to do is like sneeze with the scissors and you can and cut one of your, off whole your ball. nuts off. Yeah, I know. I was really nervous about it. And so she ended up just kind of I was like, you know, let's just kind of get this over with. Just come on. Just shave it and let's just Well, you don't want her to go fast. You don't want her to rush either. Yeah, but we're both wasted. You shouldn't shave your balls. Yeah, the answer wasted. would be let's not do this right now. But give me give me some hairpins and I'll pin the shit back. But we ended up getting so whatever. I let her do it, some it gel. to a point. And then <laughs> then she, well, I don't know. She was distracted. And we ended up yeah. like fucking. But the next day we kind of got into an argument about it because I don't think a dude has to shave completely. His I think balls? a dude. And I mean, guys don't shave. It's like I think if you if you're a porn star, you shave. Gay dudes, I'm sure they shave, but. As a dude, I thought most girls tend to like guys with a little bit of hair down there. Uh, probably not, but I think as long as you keep it washed and it doesn't smell like fucking uh, Davy Jones' fucking armpit. I mean, if it was like hippie crotch, I can understand. But if it's trimmed, I don't see what the what the big deal is. So <laughs> yeah, was, you're I not trying know. to dread your nut, nut hair out, right? <laughs> All I'm saying is that if you go to L.A., people, you might want to trim a little more downstairs than you normally would. Yeah, if you I, think you're going to get laid. If you actually think you're going to get laid. But if it's you're going to do porn, then do just shave LA, it all. 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm just lucky that I didn't get my nuts cut off. Yeah. So, Wankerly, we have a special announcement here on the show. It's actually a dedication. We're going to dedicate episode 143 here of Sick and Wrong to now my new favorite listener. Uh-huh. She has become my favorite listener of all time. And the reason being is because she actually came through with her word and sent us a bottle of moonshine. I'm referring to it's a Heather. a jar, by the way. <laughs> a jar. Yeah, I guess I it know, is a you, jar. You thought it was going to be in a bottle with like a label and a screw top. I thought it was going to say XXX on it, you know, or <laughs> no, it's XX. A, it's in a jar. Yeah, it's a mason jar. Is that yeah. a mason jar? It says filled mason with right a, on it. Filled with a clear liquid. I'll, I took a picture of it. I'll put it up on the uh, website. So uh, this came from Heather, the soccer mom, over in, uh, in the, the backwoods country. Uh, Tennessee is that where she's from? I'm a series of Appalachia. Picture. Yeah, it looks like Tennessee or Kentucky, but I think it's Tennessee. Heather writes, "Here's your shine, guys. I know you are seasoned drinkers, but I advise that you drink this stuff slowly. It has a tendency to sneak up on you, and if you drink too much too fast, you will get sick. Consider yourself warned." He he. It's kind of <laughs> ominous. A little history lesson: Mountain Dew originated here in the hills as a chaser and mixer for moonshine. Hence, the very first Mountain Dew bottles had pictures of hillbillies. So, keeping with the tradition. You might want to chase your shine with a little dew. And Why, I did want to, but I forgot to get Michael, it. You didn't bring I any dew? It. I forgot it on the way over. Well, I'd like to th- thank Heather for actually coming through with this and sending us the moonshine. We are both very grateful for it. And we are dedicating this episode of 143 to Heather, the soccer mom. Wee! Now, on, the, on, now on, a, on a side note here, I want to talk about the packaging of this product. All right, let's, uh, should we do a shot first? Before we go into the packaging, I'm like, uh, you know what? Let's let's do this, dude. I, you know, I don't know what she means by drink it slowly. Like, wh- wh- when <laughs> when do you, you ever drink alcohol slowly? I think I might start because this stiff uh, smells pretty wicked. So it's a clear liquid. We have a shot of it here, and uh, yeah, it smells really harsh. Kind of reminds me of Everclear. Mm-hmm. But maybe I hope even we're not stronger. the first people to test this batch because we could go blind. Yeah, I we can still podcast or blind, impotent. Though, right? uh, that'd be horrible. So, Wackerly, uh, this goes out to Heather, the soccer mom. All right, cheers. Cheers. Oh, oh, dude, it's actually not that bad. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, man. I, that I didn't burn did. your whole throat. Look at me; I'm not even coughing. <clears throat> it's got a really bitter aftertaste. <laughs> Wackerly, you are an alcoholic. I swear to God. I might have another shot. It's like you drink moonshine and you're like, that's not half bad. I think I just, you know how sometimes you do a bad shot or you can do a good shot where like you really get it all down quickly? I think I just had a good shot. I think you had a bad one. I don't know, man. That that stuff is pretty strong. I can actually even taste the the aftertaste here. Yeah, you know what? I've been drinking drinking grappa also. It kind of tastes like that. That that stuff they make from wine stems and skins and all the shit that's left over. Well, so uh, Soccer Mom actually sent it in this like little brown package that I don't even know what kind of like plaster of Paris packaging. It's an industrial foam. But Wackley actually had to use a hacksaw. (laughs) To cut through this industrial foam to get the uh, jar of moonshine. Yeah, I wanted to do it on the show, but it was actually like too much of a production. It took me, what, like 15 minutes it's to get in there? Yeah, 15 minutes to cut through this there thing. There was foam all over the fucking place. We had to get the dust buster out. Which, you know, but I'm, I appreciate her taking the effort to do that because it would have sucked if she would have sent in and it was broken. But she also sent some pictures here and uh, uh, some stickers. I guess I'm assuming this is her podcast, which you should now listen to, being that you have an iPod. I know, I will. Uh, it's called it. the Burrito Electric 
Punk Rock Podcast. It um, says Burrito Electrico. Electrico. Okay, so Burrito Electrico. It's Mexican for electric. <laughs> BurritoElectrico.com. It's a Punk Rock Podcast. You should probably check it out. And she also sent us some pictures of herself, topless. Nice. I like that. And uh, we encourage all female listeners to do that. And the new rule is if you send in an actual hard copy photo, we will not put it on the internet. And uh, pictures of the uh, family here. And it looks like she has a picture of, is that Chris Isaac? Who's that guy? Isn't, doesn't that guy look like someone famous? Uh, this is like the House of Wax, and I think that's supposed to be David Caruso. Okay. Humphrey Bogart, <laughs> Marilyn Monroe. I thought they were all and, hanging uh, out with know. him. I, I, was I don't just know like, who the guy in the back is. I was it's like, you know, uh, the Tennessee country area is pretty cool. A lot of famous people go there, especially I believe the she also ones. sent us, at one point she called us and said her, kid her little kid was dressing up as a serial killer for uh, halloween and i think that's one of that's those the pictures serial killer. Yeah. it looks so like it, she's kind of be... a my little pony style serial killer outfit it's but gonna be a future emo a kid, kid. Yeah. she also sent a picture of a very big scary man with bullhorns on his tractor who i'm assuming is probably her husband right so i hope he's not pissed off that uh she listens to this podcast well this is why we're not putting her pictures on the internet <laughs> we definitely wouldn't do that anyway we're, we're gonna use it for our own enjoyment but uh, so anyway, a couple things about moonshine. I, you know, I, I imagine people over in Europe or maybe in uh, you know, South America probably aren't all that familiar with the shine there, Wackily. I'm going back for seconds while you talk. All right, go go right ahead. Uh, don't, don't spill. I don't want it to burn through my table. <laughs> like alien Dude, this blood. stuff is corrosive. I mean, look at it. I don't know. So moonshine is any kind of alcohol, usually whiskey or rum, that is made in secret to avoid high taxes or outright bans on alcoholic drinks. The actual term moonshine came from Britain, where it originally was a verb, moonshining, that referred to any job or activity that was done late at night. So you do this late at night so the, the revenuers can't find you? Don't you think moonshining sounds like one of those like nasty sex terms? Um, I moonshine that girl. Like what, involving Bruce Willis and that other chick, Candace? No, it's kind of like, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, Moonlighting. what's her name? Uh, Min- Sybil Shepard. Yeah. No, I think it's, it reminds me of something like, you know, you gave that girl a good old-fashioned rogering. I gave her a nice moonshining. It's like uh, maybe uh, getting her from yeah, the back or something. I don't know. I'm not seeing it. I'm thinking maybe just mooning somebody in the middle of the night, you know, from your passing car. Yeah, that could be moon. Shining the moon. Shining the moon. So because the operators of illegal whiskey stills had to conduct their business out of the sight of legal authorities, these backwoods brewmasters became known as moonshiners. They're the people who make the alcohol. Bootleggers are the smugglers who transport it. And rum runners are much like bootleggers, but they uh, smuggle their goods by sea. <laughs> so if, if you're a pirate in a porno movie uh-huh. and you're you might smuggling rum, rum, you might be a rum Is this runner. still illegal? Yeah, no, it's totally illegal. Why the fuck is that? People brew uh, brew their own beer. People make their own wine. The ABC doesn't want to, like, sanction something that could kill somebody. Yeah, but, I mean, I could make a freaking lasagna and kill somebody. Yeah, but they said because of its illegal nature, it's... um, it's not even aged in barrels like bourbon. It sometimes contains impurities and toxins. <laughs> meth- I mean, look at the people who are making this, Do this, this come dude. out of somebody's bathtub? Is that what you're trying to tell I'm me? I'm saying a toothless inbred <laughs> probably distilled this. Yeah. You know, well, his own spe- it's like the MGD again, of once inbreds. Once again, I mean, how many burritos have you eaten in burrito trucks around here? And look at those. Those guys don't have any teeth either. Yeah, but I mean, it's like, what, what is the chance of, like, methanol being in a burrito? All I'm saying is if I had a still in the woods and I got caught, I would just say, I would be like, look, I am um, um, a foodie, <laughs> and uh, this is one of my hobbies is making my own booze, and I'm sorry, if you don't like that, then you can go tell fucking Emerald or something like that. Hi, my name's Lance, w- Lance Wackerly. 
a gastronome a whiskey connoisseur <laughs> i'm just trying to taste all the flavors yeah, of whiskey right. yeah i brew my own so occasionally moonshine this is why it's dangerous it's deliberately mixed with industrial alcohol containing products including methanol and substances to produce denatured alcohol results are toxic causing blindness and death if done improperly uh-huh. but dude these guys like i mean they don't know how to read <laughs> they're inbred they're, they probably didn't even make the cut for the carnival yeah, but well, yet the one thing is, that they can do the is do granddaddy. The recipes are passed on by an oral tradition. It still it's scares hundreds me. Hundreds of years old. And there's other things passed on through oral tradition. So, but, so get this. A common folk quality to test the moonshine. And that's the thing. It's like you're wondering if someone drank this batch. Right. Well, they might not even drank it. They probably just tested it. So a common folk quality test for moonshine was to pour a small, small quantity of it into a metal spoon and set it alight. The theory being that safe distillate burns with a blue flame. But tainted distillate burns with a yellow flame. I, I sh- we should have brought a match out. I want to see if this stuff burns. Dude, I don't want to light my apartment, apartment on fire. <laughs> <laughs> the Sikorong studio goes up in flames because of, of moonshine. <laughs> Bad moonshine. Lead burns red and makes you dead. What burns blue will make your blues go away. Another test used for moonshine is to proof. A small amount of gunpowder is poured in a dish with the moonshine. It is ignited, and if the mixture starts to flame, it is proofed. In other words, if it lights, then it contains a good amount of alcohol. But if it does not flame at all, the moonshine has been diluted. I'm, I'm assuming that this would probably flame. Yeah. I don't um, know. Maybe we should take some outside after the show. And uh, pour it on a crackhead. Pour it on a crackhead and light him on fire. (laughs) Well, anyway, thank you, uh, Soccer Mom, for sending us this uh, fine, fine moonshine. And we'll probably be drinking this for uh, many episodes to come, unless Wackley takes it home with him and kills it tonight. (laughs) I'm not taking it home. I was figuring you were going to use it as a novelty to lure girls back here. Like, I have some genuine Tennessean moonshine back in my place. Instead of roofie, it's just like just pour some moonshine in their water. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it looks like water. Well, sometimes you... I, you've been known to lure chicks back here with uh, the promise of corn chips <laughs> <laughs> and salsa. Yeah, maybe corn corn whiskey is a better corn chips, approach. corn whiskey. Yeah, you know what? I I came across a bunch of websites with actual recipes to make moonshine. So I'll have to uh, put up some links on the on the website. I do think you could mix this into like a, a Cosmo, and a girl would never know until she was just flat on her back, passed out. Yeah, you know, that's a good idea. <laughs> You're giving me some, some ideas here, Wackily. Yeah, cranberry juice. You know, that, that might be a good idea. All right, here it goes. All right, cheers. <sighs> it's oh, really not harsh. that bad. It's harsh. harsh. It's very uh, smooth, I'm going to have to say. So, people, this is episode 143 here of Sick and Wrong. We're dedicating it to uh, the soccer mom for sending us the moonshine. A quick recap of last week's episode 142. If you recall, I did a story about a guy who got his butthole stapled shut. Wackily did a story about the best defense a uh, criminal can use, which is hurling your shit bag at the judge. Shit toss. A listener uh, sent in a story about a mother who had actually sucked her own baby's dick. Um, Believe it or not, I ended up winning. I was kind of surprised. I thought people... I think you actually swayed the audience with your explanation of why the mother copulated I know. Orally copulated the infant. about it, but I think a lot of people, I think half maybe agree with me, half didn't, although I don't really know what I'm talking about. You know, a lot of them even said that uh, they did, they disagreed that, that, that we, they, they found it weird that we thought the woman was attractive. Um, I never saw the picture. You just She's on the me. website. 
Uh, oh, that Do was. Do you even her? look at the website? <laughs> <laughs> by the have time you ever I get, been to the website, by the time I get home and post that shit, I've completely forgotten the stories. It just I had to rack my brain to write the description. I'd be like, <laughs> "What the fuck did we just talk about?" So I ended up winning one forty two with eighty two votes. Listener came in close second with eighty, and Wackley, you came in with forty three. Not too bad for a Wackerly story. <laughs> yeah. People, you know the way sick and wrong works. We comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week. Present them here on the show. Audience votes. Winner gets a case of beer. Maybe a new, Maybe winner should get a jar of moonshine. Uh, no well, we don't know how to make it. I'm not giving this one away. Dude, I'll try. I have some recipes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Tenderloin moonshine. Yeah. Tenderloin shine. Make it in a garbage can down on the street. We throw in a wild card with a listener submission. Uh, which you can send to sick or wrong podcast at hotmail.com or submit it directly through the forum. Uh, Wackley, I believe I started last week, so why don't you uh, kick off episode 143 with your a long, long story that you got there? <laughs> your story is like what, four sentences long? They're going to get shorter every week. <laughs> here on Isn't your dad from Royal Oak? Isn't he live in Royal Oak? Yeah, my dad actually lives in Royal Oak, Michigan. He does live in Royal Oak. Circumcises children left and right in Royal Oak, Michigan. Oh, well, he might want to know about this guy. Uh, a Royal Oak man has been sentenced to 96 months in prison, which is... Uh, what is that? I don't know. Like, like what eight is that? Years? Eight years? Eight why, years. why would they say eight years? 96 months? Like when somebody has a fucking baby and they tell you it's like 22 months. Like, it's two years old. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it's something like that. Uh, he gets these eight years in prison after he took pictures of his twin toddlers. What's toddler? What is that classification? I'd say Younger three to th- four years old. Three, three years old, you're a toddler. Uh, you, you don't know what you're actually... toddling about, right? You're if toddling you about. You can't really walk, you're a toddler. You kind of, yeah, you're, you're, you're move, you're, it's, it's, you're shaky, kind of like a weeble wobble. <laughs> yeah, most kids do look like weeble wobbles nowadays because they're so fucking fat. Yeah. Um, well, Overfed. this guy, Patrick Jeffrey, he took pictures of his twin toddlers in sexually abusive poses with Nazi flags and battle helmets. Jesus, dude. I don't think your dad would approve of that. Wait, so the the kids, he forced the kids to wear these outfits and then assume sexual positions? It doesn't, it's not really clear to me whether the Nazi flags were like in their buttholes uh, or, you know, the tip of that Kaiser helmet thing was up the butthole or if they were just sort of simulating sex with each other or something else altogether that I can't even imagine because I'm really not into child porn. I like how the mother of these children is completely absent during this incident. Yeah, she's not mentioned. uh, But uh, So the guy was convicted of child pornography. In addition to the sentence, Jeffrey was ordered to pay restitutions to cover the victim's therapy, um, which I guess will be in the future. They'll need lots of... Like, you know, psychology. Dude, not only were stuff. they sexually abused, they had to wear Nazi outfits. Yeah. <clears throat> that's, it's bro, difficult that's to the overcome most that. That's the most uh, interesting part. Um, it, here's something funny. <laughs> he, you know what? I want to know how he's arrested. Because <laughs> usually what happens... Who found the picture? Well, like no, someone yeah, usually searched what his computer. Is, uh, you know, these guys put all their pictures on their little secret internet They're, clubs. No, and, like the pedophile forums right, that they all right. hang and out somebody at. gets busted or somebody rats out the rest of them. This guy actually brought the film to be developed at the Woodward Camera Store <laughs> in Birmingham, <laughs> which is also near where your dad lives. So he doesn't hasn't figured out to go buy like a fucking 
Freaking fucking digital camera. I think apparently, I'm already drunk from the shine. Apparently, these hate mongers aren't the most intelligent individuals or, out there. Or, you know, prosperous, maybe? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It can't even uh, get a digital camera. You right. know, yeah, what was he using? Like, one of those, like, instant photo cameras? Uh, well, it couldn't have been a Polaroid, because then he wouldn't have to take it into B. I'm thinking just, like, an old 35-millimeter <laughs> Kodak <laughs> Could job. you imagine being the, like... You know, acne-ridden kid who is working yeah. at the photo mart. Well, we used to know a guy who worked at the photo mart and would collect the pictures back from before there were digital oh, yeah. cameras. Did, and he had a big album of them. He actually made a coffee table album, and I remember I recall one of the pictures. There actually he he put mostly them in a series. Just, yeah, mostly it was just dudes' dicks. Yeah, but there were like dudes that were posing naked with their dogs. Dudes taking pictures of their feces in the toilet oh, bowl. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And then at the very good. end, there was uh, that one dude who was just hanging from trees with Barbie dolls shoved in his ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so I asked him, I was like, did you develop these pictures? And he's like, yeah, I would just make a copy for myself. Yeah. Um, but this happened recently. Like, digital cameras have been around for a long time <laughs> at this point. Because that was like eight years ago, right? Uh, you know, I highly and doubt And he'd that... had the job like three years before that. Yeah, but I highly doubt this guy was even... Posting these pictures online, he probably doesn't even have a computer. He's probably half retarded. I mean, some some woman had sex with him and bore him some twin children. Um, he and I guess their daughters. Oh, here it says they're three years old. Um, and it says that he had taken. And further investigation revealed that he had taken and developed more than twenty pictures of his twin three-year-old daughters in sexual positions, posing with Nazi memorabilia every time with the Nazi memorabilia. It wasn't just like one theme of one photo shoot. It was always with the Nazi with, stuff. The, with the Nazi memorabilia. Yeah, those girls are definitely going to grow up to be strippers. Yeah. So who who developed all the other twenty pictures? Yeah, I don't know. Some so, just complete retard at the photo mat who didn't care, like or minimum wage. Sometimes it's it. a machine that does it. And that's, they don't that's even what look I'm, at him. Yeah, they don't even look at him. Yeah, I guess you're right. You know what I'm wondering though about this? He said he he made them wear Nazi uniforms. Did he like especially tailor these outfits to fit a three year old little girl? Um, it doesn't actually. You're, you're reading too much into. The I'm story. extrapolating. It into doesn't this, say but... Nazi uniforms. It says Nazi flags and battle helmets. So okay, I don't think so he had but... like a little Hitler outfit. <laughs> that's what I was wondering if they're wearing like the little armband and everything, or if you drew a little Hitler mustache on them. <laughs> It's kind of cute, though. I mean, isn't it a little cute. That's a good Halloween so, costume for kids. On the sick and wrong star scale, you don't put your children in Nazi memorabilia and make them pose in sexual positions. But the fact that the guy did that and then took the pictures into the local Walmart, Photoshop to get them to, to, to get them printed out, I'm giving it a four point five. <laughs> I'm gonna Idiocy. give it a four. Didn't one of Prince Charles's kids cause a big stink because, like, in a couple a couple years back, he went to a Halloween party dressed up not as Hitler but as a Nazi. <laughs> did he? I'm pretty sure that happened. Oh wait, wait Harry. I think Harry I did that. I can't tell him apart. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that was funny. You're giving it a four star. Four stars for uh, yeah. Well, we'll see what the listening audience has to say about that one. So, uh, Do you really think you're gonna need a lot of therapy? I mean, they're not gonna remember any of it. They're gonna need therapy because their dad's a fuck. But not specifically because of this. Dude, you'll see. They, they'll have these traumatic flashbacks. They'll watch Schindler's List and be like, ah! Or and then, some guy's going to start dating one of these girls when she's 20, and she's going to be like, you must put on the Hitler hat. <laughs> <laughs> or, I can't, or I can't get wet. And she's going to have a flashback. So 
my story here for episode 143 involves an L.A. County Sheriff deputy who's charged in sexual torture of his wife and a second man. Uh-huh. So this guy, like, totally pulled an O.J. So O.J.'s been recently was in the news. And did yeah. you hear about that? Convicted. He's convicted by a jury. I, I could imagine you could find an impartial jury. Yeah, it's payback time. I know, it's payback time. So the guy actually, O.J. might go to prison for the rest of his life now. For this, I thought it was only like a three-year sentence. No, they said he actually might be uh, convicted in rain for like That's the, the rest of his life. That's hilarious. Dude, like pr- he doesn't his, deserve his to be in prison. His soulmates are going to be like, what the fuck, man? You were totally off scot-free and you went and fucked it up. But do you ever hear that Chris Rock bit where he was talking about OJ and he says, you know, I don't condone what he did, but I can understand. <laughs> yeah. I and so exactly. I mean, dude, OJ's wife, Nicole Simpson. I mean, what, what did she do for a living? She lived off of what, she all the money OJ's that OJ wife. made. She was OJ's <laughs> wife. She drove around in OJ's Ferrari. She, you know, did whatever. And so he found out she was cheating on him with Ron Goldman. It was like much younger guy, model dude, driving around in OJ's car, probably doing his cocaine. <laughs> You know, selling. I his, am uh, totally fucking confused about all that shit that happened. It's a total blur. What? Who? I thought wasn't she fucking Cato? No, dude, Cato <laughs> is OJ's golfing buddy. Oh, okay. Get it together here, Wackley. How much yeah. moonshine have you been drinking over there? No, no, it's just the distance and <laughs> it's time. been a while. So yeah, it's ninety two. Yeah. But no, so Ron Goldman was uh, Nicole Simpson's lover. OJ found He's out about dead, it, right. went back yeah. and housed the both of them. But didn't Cato find the dead bodies or something? I think I think Cato like gave him the gloves or something. Don't like, you I, think I, I Cato was also fucking her? He, I'm sure At there some are more point. than, but I mean, OJ might not have found out about it. Right, I know, I know. But the, but they were buddies. Yeah. So anyway, it's you know, it's a, that's the thing. It's like I don't condone what you did, but I can understand. Right, but can you understand totally getting off for like the crime of the century? No, no, OJ should have gone going to, and fucking around more and getting you know. No, OJ should be should have been spending life in prison. Lay right low, now. dude. Exactly. Lay low. When you you got off, lay low. So the guy, the per, the uh, protagonist of my story here, definitely pulled an OJ after tricking his wife into introducing him to her lover. A Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputy held the couple captive overnight, where he beat them, forced them to undress at knife point and ordered the woman to castrate her younger suitor. Robert A. McLean then allegedly sodomized his wife, chopped off her hair with a knife, and um, yeah, and then fled the scene. He's a 34-year-old ex-Marine who faces a potential life sentence if convicted. I guess it was a nine-hour ordeal that occurred when his wife told him that she was leaving him for a younger man. Was he just a beat cop? Uh, he was a deputy. So it was that volunteer? Deputies? or they- like sheriff's department. Is that what it is? I don't know. So, but but this dude's like a big, huge ex-marine, like big. He, he kind of looks like it kind of looks like OJ, big black guy. Uh huh. And so yeah, his wife says, you know, I'm leaving you for a younger man. And so then he used a ruse to persuade his 31 year old wife to introduce him to the 23 year old younger man. She's fucking dumb. What do you think the ruse was? I have no idea. Does it say or do I? Have I don't, to think I don't it know. Out? It's just like it was are, probably some want... stupid shit that a woman would believe, like. You know, I forgive you. I just want to meet him and shake his hand and wish you guys a good life. And some girl be like, oh, that's sweet. I'm so glad you're being like this. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like any dude would be like, oh, you're going to fucking kill him, aren't you? And you'd be like, He's just like, you're damn right. Yeah, but I, I just wonder. But it's I not mean, the dude. I, that's kind of shitty because it's not the dude's fault. Yeah, but the dude was dating Psycho's wife. Right. But you got to expect say, some retaliation. Do you think he knew? You got to expect some blowback. I don't know. I think the woman deserves to get her ass Dude, beat, but I mean, I don't, I'm not. I'm not down with this cutting the guy's balls off. I'm not condoning what OJ did, but Ron Goldman knew what he was getting into. 
Well, Dude, OJ's a football player. Right, a famous football player. And obviously, Nicole Simpson, you know, was married to some rich, famous guy. 34-year-old is... ex-Marine. Yeah, but how, how do you know he even knew that this chick was married to anybody? No, he knew, because later on in the story, the All young right, man's yeah, father okay, actually fine. warned him he's, about he's it. Stu- he's fucking dumb, too. So after using the ruse, uh, he arrived at the young man's apartment. Uh, the deputy then led the victims to a back kitchenette area in a nearby leasing office, where he started to argue with them and attack them. He's accused of taking out a knife and forcing both victims to undress. He then also disrobed. So all three are <laughs> naked at this point. He's then Poor accused kid. of unsuccessfully ordering his wife to orally copulate both him and the other man. <laughs> Talk about an awkward uh, sexual swords? situation. <laughs> I know. I wonder if that was the ruse. If like, if he said we're going to have a three-way. But the dude, I mean, she's she just told her husband, "I'm leaving you for this younger guy," and he's like, "Well, can we have a three-way?" Yeah. <laughs> How would that work? I don't know, but it doesn't. That's what happened, basically. He must have it given was just her a three-way at knife point. He must have slipped her some shine. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, uh, he unsuccessfully ordered his wife to uh, orally copulate him. I imagine it probably didn't work. She probably wasn't in the mood at that point. Right. He, I never understand that either. When you rape somebody and you they're giving you a blowjob, why don't they just bite <laughs> your fucking dick off? Yeah, I, I don't know. He then ordered his wife to castrate the younger man, and she fearfully pretended to follow his instructions. There are actually several puncture wounds in the man's groin area, including <laughs> on his testicles. Wouldn't you just be like, damn it, just do it, woman? <laughs> You're poking around down there. I, I know this guy. Death that, by a thousand paper cuts. This is another thing about OJ and this dude here. OJ just used a knife to kill Nicole Simpson and Ron Goldman. Just uh-huh. a knife, dude. Yeah. And this guy used a knife. I mean, don't you think if you're this 23-year-old dude, you'd like, you know, try to fight the guy rather than have your balls cut off? Uh, knife. Yeah, I don't There's know. There's no gun. I don't know what's going through his head. I don't know. So anyway, uh, after she had unsuccessfully tried to uh, castrate him, he then <laughs> slashed the man's face with a knife and uh, fled the scene, forcing his wife to go with him. He then sodomized her and chopped off all of her hair, which is a good finishing touch. He then drove her back to their Irvine home where she was able to leave the house, their four children, and get to a hospital for some treatment. Apparently, a cleaning crew in the leasing office discovered the young man about two hours later and called 911. He's currently in the hospital and he needs facial reconstructive surgery. Uh-huh. I guess the young man's father said earlier in the week that he had warned his son about getting involved with a married woman, but he didn't listen. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> it's, so on the sick and wrong star scale, I, can, I do not condone what this guy did. I think he carried it a bit too far. Maybe not as far as OJ, but almost. <laughs> but I can understand. Because wouldn't you be pissed if you walked in, found your girlfriend, you know, orally copulating another guy? Uh, yeah, I'd be, yeah, yeah. Now, would you be able to devise some kind of plot where you're like, okay, you know, I say we have a three-way and then like go in there and have her like chop his nuts off? No, no. I could see crime of passion. I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. I never want to see your fucking face again. And I'd throw all her shit out onto the street, including her cats from the fourth floor window of our apartment. (laughs) So on the sick and wrong star scale, I'm giving this a four just because this guy devised such a complicated scheme, just such a complicated scheme of revenge. Yeah. It's almost, I mean, he felt overly threatened by this dude. Like, not just that this guy was having sex with his wife, but like his entire masculine heritage was threatened or something. His masculine heritage, his family. I mean, he had four kids with this woman and she's all of a sudden saying, I'm leaving you. I think if you're 
uh, whatever, a 35-year-old guy and <laughs> your four kids are going away, that might be cause for a party. Yeah, but if you're a psychotic ex-Marine. Yeah, maybe he's a family type yeah. dude. So you're what right. are you giving it? Star scale. 4.5 for 4. Balls, 5. ball stabbing. Ball stabbing. I, if, if she would have just cut his balls off, I wouldn't care. But the fact that she's poking around down there with the knife, it's fucking horrifying. Well, she's probably a little frightened. You know, right? You're not it that sucks. good with a knife it's when like you're frightened. Poke, poke, poke. God damn it! Bitch. But the fact that he like facially disfigured him. It's, yeah, that I don't care yeah, about either. Yeah. <laughs> four point five. All right. Yeah, four point five for ball poking. We'll see what the listeners have to say about that one. Go vote. Stickeronpodcast dot com. Finally, the listener submission this week for episode one forty three comes from P Funk. He says, "Hey guys, it's P Funk, the guy who has an obsession with your brother Jeffrey for years now. <laughs> Isn't that kind of scary?" Yeah, but so does Fozzie Bear on the forum. Yeah, but listen to this the, guy's serious about it. Well, you like you hear stalker, him, you hear him preface level. you hear him preface this story I'm about to read with saying that I don't think I'm going to give you my brother's phone number. <laughs> Just put it that way. Former Mister Gay UK slit lover's throat, then marinated his dice flesh with fresh herbs. He's yeah. a chef. The a gay gays chef. can never just leave well enough alone with the <laughs> cooking. It's got to be all fancy. Yeah, they don't eat them raw. It's got to be fancy. Yeah, probably or just had a like, white you wine can't just put spritzer. it on the grill and with some salt. It's got to have like oregano and thyme in it. And he probably had like some white wine, yeah. something to go with it. Yeah. So a gay chef murdered his lover, cut out part of his leg, seasoned it with herbs, and fried it. Anthony Morley, 35 years old, chewed one of the pieces before throwing it into his kitchen dustbin. This tastes like shite. Morley, a former holder of the Mr. Gay UK title, then walked to a nearby takeaway restaurant, told horrified staff, I've killed someone. Call the police. Hmm. Officers found the naked body of 33-year-old Damien Oldfield on the floor of Morley's bedroom. He had been stabbed 20 times and his throat slit. And his uh, leg was cut off, right? Well, a piece a of piece his of thigh. His, a oh. piece of his thigh was cut yeah, off. Wow. Morley later claimed that uh, Mr. Oldfield had tried to rape him. He said the two men had known each other for some years now. Uh, Mr. Oldfield was openly gay and worked selling ad space for a homosexual lifestyle magazine. He was described <laughs> as, get this, flirtatious, <laughs> promiscuous, naturally outgoing, and bubbly. Uh-huh. If you're described as bubbly, it just means you're gay. Right. I mean, who, who else uses the adjective bubbly right. to describe anybody? It's like, do you think he wore blouses? <laughs> <laughs> do you think my brother's bubbly? No, your brother's most definitely surly. Yeah, but he's promiscuous, and uh, I guess he's not naturally outgoing. I think Mattress is bubbly. Yeah, Matt, Mattress was bubbly. That guy was definitely bubbly. <laughs> so Morley, the, uh, the guy who actually murdered Oldfield, was less sure about his sexuality and had had relationships with both men and women. So I guess he was a bisexual, not just like a full-on homosexual. Uh, I don't know if that's true. Bisexual, I think, is like you're totally accepting of your like, I like dudes and girls. He sounds more like he's confused. Like he's going in one direction, then he's thinking, oh, no, that's not for me, and then he's going in the other direction. Yeah, but dude, if you're having sex with men and women, you're bisexual. Right, but it doesn't sound like he's doing it simultaneously. Doesn't it sound like he's like, he's going veering back, and, back forth. and forth and, and just that's... trying to find out his own identity? You know, I don't have anything against the bi's. But I mean, seriously, dude, it's like make a decision. Come on, man. I don't know man. any. I don't know a single one. 
You know, I think I know a couple bisexuals. I know people who've gone from one team to the other and then back or whatever, but I don't know anybody who's just like, well, you, you know, know it's a kind girl of... tonight and a guy tomorrow and then a guy-girl three-way tomorrow. But you know, it's kind day. of a double standard because women can do that. They can go and have like a little lesbian affair one night. They can go back to their dude or have a menage a trois. A guy will watch her, you know, eat out the girl. You know, they could do that. Whereas a dude does it, you're gay. You're bubbly. Yeah. Well, once you do that, you're bubbly. Yeah. <clears throat> you know? So it's kind of a double standard. So I, I think uh, Mr. Morley here is bubbly. Which uh, he, one is the Mr. Gay UK again? I'm not Morley. Morley was uh, the so Mr. he was Gay Mr. UK. Gay UK, but he's unsure or he's bi. Yeah, he's uh, unsure. He's never been secure about his sexuality, and he had won the first Mr. Gay UK contest in 1993. Yeah, once that happens, you can be pretty just secure because it's like uh, can't get any worse than that if you're worried about people thinking you're gay. Well, think about it. I mean, his picture is all over the country <laughs> as Mr. Actually, all over the world as Mr. Gay UK. Is you're bubbly. Mr. Is Mr. Gay UK is that purely like a contest based on looks, or is there a talent portion <laughs> and like poise and public speaking? You know, I'm not sure, Wackerly. You might have Ball to do some research on event. this one. <laughs> Synchronized swimming. Yeah. Uh, on the day of the murder, uh, this is last April, the two exchanged text messages d- during the afternoon and later met up in a bar in Leeds. You know, oddly enough, that's where my father's from. Yeah, I know that. In the text, Morley, Mr. Gay UK, told Oldfield that he had never been properly happy being gay. To which Mr. Oldfield replied, try me. I'm not your average puff. It's the best line of the article. <laughs> Try me, mate. I'm not your average poof. Uh, they exchanged increasingly affectionate messages, then agreed to meet. Morley said he wanted to take it slow. Later that night, they ended up in Morley's bedroom. They had been drinking beer and were both around three times the legal limit for driving. See, this is just the gay lifestyle. It's pretty cool. For me, if you take out the gay sex. <laughs> so what are you saying? Just like the drinking and the drugs. Drinking and drugs and, you know, playing video games. What about the techno music? The pubs. <laughs> I kind of like techno music. I'm not above techno. I don't know. It's the hairy bungholes that kind of bother me. That's what I'm saying. Everything except for the gay sex is great. So forensic experts found that there had been evidence of sexual activity. Uh, Morley apparently used two knives taken from the kitchen downstairs to kill Mr. Oldfield. After he slit his throat, he cut a vein and an artery in the process. Stabbed him with great force in the chest and 19 times in the back. I think uh, Mr. Gay UK was a self-loathing, psychopathic homosexual. Uh-huh. I don't think he was just your all-around, you know, congenial bi. <laughs> I, I think this guy might We're have had issues. Dahmer? Yeah. Well, the evidence indicated that Oldfield had been lying under the duvet, sleeping, you know, peacefully when he was attacked from behind. <laughs> duvet. I think he was attacked from behind <laughs> twice that night. <laughs> um, apparently, Who's going to uh, place ads in the gay lifestyle magazines now? I don't know. Yeah. You know, they must have a backup team. I'm sure, I'm sure there's like an understudy. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Oldfield died. Uh, once he, after he died, Morley cut a section of his flesh from his thigh, took it down to the kitchen, and cooked it. You know, that's what I don't get about it. So he doesn't like gay people, obviously. He's uncomfortable with himself and his own homes, homosexual inclinations. But why would he want to eat them? I mean, he's like, you know, I don't like gay people, but what do they taste like? Yeah. Well, he just said he wasn't, ha- you know, he's never been happy. He just, he's struggling for something that'll make him happy. And if it's the taste of human flesh, so be it. <laughs> I would have dehydrated it though. Make some, some beef jerky, some homo jerky. <laughs> <laughs> so the jury heard that Morley was wearing only a bloodstained dressing gown. 
and flip-flops <laughs> when he arrived at the takeaway restaurant and confessed. His face and hands were splattered with blood. Dude, Dude. drinking in a dressing gown and flip-flops, drinking beer till you're three times over the limit. Once again, I'm totally down for that. Yeah, but dude, I was thinking about this. It's like, okay, this guy, so gay. He's not even bi, he's gay. He's wearing a dressing gown to bed. But then I thought... Probably most English guys do that. No, yeah. Isn't that an English it's thing? It's a robe. A robe is a dressing gown, right? No, but I bet you English guys have like that, you know, Scrooge dressing gown that <laughs> yeah. they wear with a little hat with a the thing on it. The pointy hat, yeah. Yeah, it's just like, oh, I'm wearing my dressing gown now, off to slumberland. You know, After I, think, I drink 17 body well, I mean, dents. It's like English guys are a little puffy anyway. So I imagine they all kind of wear that. So that's why I was kind of thinking, he's not bubbly because of the dressing gown. Just a little bubbly. Yeah. Uh, he later told police, I know what I have done is wrong. He tried to rape me. At least I know he won't be able to do that again. He den- completely denies the murder, but he says he is probably guilty maybe of manslaughter. Maybe of, maybe a little manslaughter. <laughs> maybe I did a little manslaughter, okay? <laughs> I, love, I love how he's like he denies the murder, but he's guilty at the very least of some manslaughter. What about trying to eat the guy's flesh? Well... Yeah, he was just peckish. But in uh, in the UK, manslaughter, that gets you like some community service picking up garbage on the side of the road <laughs> for two weekends in a row. Yeah, exactly. I was so. at like two years slap on the wrist. Yeah. So on the sick and wrong star scale, you know, dude, I'm going to have to go with a five. The guy actually murdered the dude and ate a piece of his flesh. Cannibalism uh, I can't give and him a five. I can't give him a five because he didn't finish. He just had one bite. So and threw it away. Four point two five. Four point two five. Ooh, that's going lower. We'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. Go vote, people. Stickerwrongpodcast.com. You can decide who won episode one forty three. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you check out the new Sick and Wrong Forum, sickandwrongpodcast.com. Well, actually, we're nearing the end of the show, and uh, typically we tend to get to calls to the Sick and Wrong listener hotline, 206-666-3846, and uh, email sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. You know, we still have had, like, we've had a slew of calls in recent weeks. A lot of people calling in. We appreciate that. We will get to your calls, people. Don't feel like you're spurned because we're ignoring you. You know, seriously, I'll get these emails from people that will say, hey, man, I called the Sick Wrong Hotline. You guys never played it. Dude, we get dozens of calls, loads of calls. Loads. So we have to go through all of these calls before we can play them. So we'll eventually get to your fucking call. So just calm down, all right? <laughs> there are other things in life that matter. Yeah, and some some of these calls get to be pretty long, so they take you know a lot what? Of time. If, if these people were getting laid, I don't think they would be so upset. No, and that's my theory. So uh, let, let's play call number one. Yeah, well, speaking of English people, here's an Irish guy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know they fucking hate that. <laughs> yeah, but I bet you the Irish also wear dressing gowns. <laughs> you know they do. Uh, I think they just fall asleep in their underpants. Top of the morning to Drunk. you. I'm in my dressing gown. Right. I can't do an Irish accent. No. Here comes one. Hey, Dean Lance, it's your Irish buddy, Super Furry Sully. Um, give me a ring um, because I would like to make a toast and I'd like to ask every sick and wrong listener to help me in this toast. And the toast is to see you guys for getting married in Michigan. It's nice to see you went home to get married and everything, you know, and it's been, it was a beautiful it's been really nice <laughs> watching your touching. love for each other develop over these last few years or whatever. And I'm sure you'd make a happy couple, so this one's for you. I think he poured that Guinness all over himself. <laughs> He's trying to light a bong. 
just called in because um, I should have been more specific there last week when I rang in telling you my story of uh, pissing in the shoe because wackily you were right. Um, on both occasions, it wasn't until the next morning when I found my left shoe soaked with piss that I actually realized I had done it in my sleep. Um, but another story I was reminded of, which I confirmed tonight by calling a friend of mine, was that uh, a good, uh, my friends were out one night and one of them got away so they ended up in a McDonald's or some shit at like 3 in the morning. And one of the guys who was fucked up the most mad, he went to uh, take a shit. So while he's taking a shit, he pukes. And of course, the first place he puked into was into his pants. Rooster tail. And then he proceeded yeah. to fall asleep. So some minutes later, the guys went to uh, wake him up. or went to look for him. And when they knocked on the door, they saw this guy asleep on the shitter, puking his pants. And when they woke him up, the first thing he did was lift his pants up around his waist and just stroll out the door. So... If that's not being Irish, I don't know what is. And um, time for me to sign off. Have a good night. Congratulations on winning the Ryder Cup. Not that you guys give a shit. And um, top of the morning to you. Is that more realistic for you? <laughs> that's weird. Sure. Yeah. I like how he actually said it. Stereotypes. Dude, so that kind of cracks me up. It's kind of like a train spotting moment. Remember that scene in train spotting? But that they were Scottish though, weren't they? Uh, yes. Yeah. Remember that scene in Train Spotting when the guy shit the bed and he brought the uh, the blankets downstairs and like, got pulled out and went all the over the family? English, it went all over the full English breakfast. Yeah, the, the full the like Scottish breakfast that was going on. It was great. But I no, think they still call it the English breakfast, even in Scotland. Even Although, in Scotland? I could be wrong. So, so in uh, Ireland over here, I wonder if they still refer to it as like the rooster tail or if they have like another term like the leprechaun's <laughs> penis or something. Well, I don't, no, you know, I don't... because the rooster tail is... is descriptive of the act i'm surprised we've never talked about that before i think we've we've mentioned that's why in all college houses or apartments or flats (laughs) you always have to have a garbage can that's reachable from the toilet yeah or right next to the toilet like every bathroom i've ever had i've always had it i mean i've rooster tail probably like 10 times in my life well and that's a class a rooster tail where you're shitting you're sitting on the bowl shitting and you, you're puking into the garbage can. That's actually the lesser form. Yeah. The class B, the class B rooster tails when you're puking with your head in the ball, and then all of a sudden you just spray all over your pants. Yeah, that's got to be the worst. That's the worst one. But uh, thank you for the uh, marital wishes. I, I like how this guy thinks that we actually went to Michigan to get married. Can you even get married? Can gays get married in Michigan? No, you got to go to Montana or Hawaii or, or California. California, no, California until California the next can. ballot thing when they knock it down. <laughs> I love how the uh, candidates, both uh, or the vice presidential candidates, Biden and Palin, when asked about or when Biden was asked whether or not you know, uh, if he feels gay people should have rights, you know, in terms of like their wills and, well, and probate and stuff well, like mar- that. Yeah, marriage rights. Marriage they rights. They have a lot of other. I think but, everybody concedes that they have other rights. No, but he was asking, like, do you think that they should have, you know, like uh, your commitment ceremonies and stuff like that? He's like, oh, definitely. Well, do you think they should get married? No, absolutely not. <laughs> and then Palin's like, no, uh, God will strike no, us I down. I don't think so. I can't even do it. Her accent is so fucking obnoxious. Dude, it's like fucking like nails on a chalkboard. That right. woman just. Uh, Whatever. All right, let's go on, dude. Thank you, uh, Irish uh, Sully over there, Bono, <laughs> King of Ireland, for calling in. Uh, let's move on to call number two. 
Actually, we're going to jump right in the middle of this. It's called Iowa Shit Story, but actually the call was like three shit stories, so we picked the funniest one. Yeah, we kind of have to play the truncated version here because the guy went in. I mean, it was like a six-minute call, yeah. but it's funny, though. And um, so this, but this uh, mid, I think it's the middle shit story. Yeah, right. You know, this podcast is quickly turning into the sick and wrong shit story pie. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah. It's like we, we I don't mind. I like I like shitty stories. I don't mind it either, but it's not like, you know, every story has to be about excreta, okay? <laughs> Whereas it it seems to be yeah, that seems to be the trend. So anyway, let's get this out of the way. The Iowa shit story from uh, this this caller. Here's my next story. Uh one of my good friends, uh, I don't want to say his name, but uh his mom used to get mad. I'm sure to appreciate that. We drinking when we were underage. And um uh, this is maybe a year later. We were probably 20. I, I think it was 1994. And um, so I go over to his house, and his mom says, well, he hasn't woke up yet. This was on a Saturday morning. He says, I don't know what the hell you guys were doing last night, but he's still asleep. You can go down there and wake him up. So I went down in his bedroom, and he had a water bed, and he didn't have any sheets on it. <laughs> and he had pissed and shit the bed, and there was diarrhea running down into the crack in between the water mattress and, and the side rail, you know. And um, <laughs> I don't know how. It was horrible. I, I could not. I mean, just the smell in there was just horrible. Um, he had both pooped and peed in the bed. And um, so then, fast forward. Uh, okay. <laughs> Should we keep going? Keep going a little bit. I don't want to hear where he's going here. Uh, about six years later. Um, one night we were just out uh, having a good time, partying and stuff. He got drunk early. He always would get drunk. Uh, 10 o'clock, he's like, oh, fuck you guys, take me home. You know, he'd fall asleep in the back weak. of the car and stuff. And Such weak sauce. So he'd, you know, start out with us, but a lot of times he ended up, when we were still in the bar, he'd be out in the car sleeping. Well, we took him home one night, about 12 o'clock or so. And then I went home and went to bed, you know, and I had to get up early for work. Well, I get a call at 3.30 in the morning from his wife. His wife says, I hope you're happy. <laughs> he is shit to bed and pissed all over me. And this is our bed where, where we're, you know, where we made our child in and stuff. <laughs> You know what I love about this guy is he's uh, able to crack himself up. Yeah, if you he's, can't, a, he's his biggest fan. He's of his, his own biggest story. fan. But you know what's funny about this story is that dude, his friend, has a good woman. Yeah, she's willing to stick by him. I assume they didn't get a divorce. Over this. No, I mean the guy not only shit his childhood waterbed. You know, his teenage water bed. He shits his marital bed. Yeah. How do you clean that up from the water? The water bed? You gotta did, you ever the... did you ever have one? No, but I've been, you know, I've slept in one at a, like somebody's house or something. I, I had a water bed when I was in high school. It's it was... kind of weird, isn't it? I mean, it's you know, warm. It's Isn't it warm? It's warm. It's like heated. Yeah, but it was nice because I lived in the... I don't want to live on a fucking warm, big body yeah, of water i lived in the basement so it was freezing in okay. the basement so it was right. kind of nice to have this warm bed but i mean the most uncomfortable bed you can even sleep on yeah i mean think about it, your body's like right? something it, i don't 
don't even know who made that. And everyone always used to say, oh, my God, sex on the waterbed. Dude, sex on the waterbed sucked, too, because you'd, like, sit there, you know, yeah, going back the and forth. Start. The wave would, yeah. like, knock you <laughs> up. And, you know, it just, I was, I think I was too uncoordinated to properly have sex on the waterbed. But I never had diarrhea all over the <laughs> the sides of the yeah, bed. Yeah, well, how, I'm just thinking you'd have to, like, drain all the water out, take the bag out of the little chamber, and then, like, wipe, hose the bag Dude, off and wipe the shit out of the little, the box that the water, the water sack sits in. It must have been, like, a 12-hour ordeal. Yeah. You know, but I then would, again, how, how do you clean the shit off a regular bed? Just throw the mattress out? Once you, dude, once you shit your pants and once you shit your bed, just throw it away. And start anew. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you got to do. But apparently this guy uh, does this all the time. He's the last person I'd want to go drinking with. Thank you um, for calling that in there, Iowa. I'd like to go drinking with him. I just wouldn't share a bed with him. You know, I bet you people in Iowa still have water beds to this day. <laughs> so what's the third call here? Uh, Somebody is angry at us, which is good. We don't have enough calls where people bitch. Yo, last week you were uh, playing, reading an email from a woman from Pennsylvania, and you said it's in the Midwest. Obviously, you guys out in Fagville need a geography lesson. Pennsylvania is not in the Midwest, it's in the East. I don't know how many fucking podcasts I call and I say I'm from Pennsylvania and someone says it's the fucking Midwest. Maybe out in Pittsburgh is, but not on the East Coast side in Philadelphia. We well, what the fuck are we talking about? Yokels out there. So let's make sure we get it right. <laughs> so, Pennsylvania is a fucking wide state, and a lot of it's by Ohio, and that's the fucking Midwest. But where, so. where does the border start from the East Coast and Midwest? Who cares? Well, apparently uh, Philadelphia <laughs> only, Pride yeah, here. Yeah, the only people who care are like people from Philadelphia or D.C. or Did, Boston who want to make it sound like they're from New York City. So they're like, you oh, know who this the, guy was? the East Coast. This guy sounded just like Pauly, Rocky's uh, brother-in-law. Yeah. I don't disrespect Yo, Philadelphia Pauly. or Pennsylvania, but who cares if you're fucking in the Midwest or on the East Coast? I love how this guy, though, does have a purpose in life. Like, I kind of wish, you know, I like to think that sick and wrong is my purpose in life, but then I realize... That's kind of sad. So, you know, I try to feel I should have a deep purpose in life where it's nice that this guy knows his purpose in life is to call up multiple podcasts and defend Philadelphia's good name. Well, he has to name. listen to them all first. <laughs> well, there he goes. I can't tell you how many podcasts I fucking call up. <laughs> you know, he's just like, okay, dude. In, in reality, he probably could. He'd probably be like, well, it's five. I've called five. Yeah, but the fact that he calls five podcasts. I have a special purpose. My I have the same special purpose as Navin R. Johnson in the <laughs> church. That's my special purpose. One day I'll find my special purpose. <laughs> and it's not going to have anything to do with Philadelphia. Uh, thank you for calling in. People call the Sick and Wrong hotline at 206-666-3846. So we got a number of uh, emails here, too. I'm just going to get to a couple of these wackerly there. All right, go. We got an email from uh, Otaku Cody. Which I don't really quite know what that means. I guess I pronounced his name improperly last time. He said it had something to do with Japanese guys that just stay home and whack off to their computers all the time. Uh, yeah, and they're also really into like anime and video games. Yeah. And yeah, they're sort of trapped in their parents' basement. He says, hey guys, listening to the latest episode, figured I should share some of my treasure trove of sexual knowledge. I study it incessantly. Yes, I'm a titanic pervert. And no, I haven't got laid in a while. Go figure. Yeah. Babies, you gotta get out of the basement, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Babies get erections. Males can get erections from birth. The erections are sometimes automatic, no reason, sometimes due to physical stimulus. They can even have orgasms, which is kind of scary. 
Uh, they simply cannot no ejaculate. No, he says yeah, they can't right. ejaculate. If you want proof, here's an article, and he sent me a clip to this article. He goes, note the tone of the story. They're investigating these little kids that were diddling themselves because their parents were so ignorant they couldn't figure out what the kids were doing and assume something was wrong. Well, there wasn't before, and now they probably fucked the kids up for life for freaking out and taking the kids to the doctor just because they're rubbing something that feels good. So apparently uh, Otaku Cody here is a big fan of masturbation. <laughs> well, if you're not getting laid in a while, what else are you really doing? Right. You know? Yeah. But that clears up the question. I still don't understand why he's looking into child erections. <laughs> well, because we mentioned we didn't know if babies... Oh, I know. I would, Kate, but how did he have... It sounds like he had all this prior knowledge. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. you know, maybe he, works, away at, from maybe that, he works at a daycare. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Thank you, though, for uh, writing in and uh, informing us about baby erections oh we got another email here from janine who says you guys have to stop pronouncing toque as toke oh it's toque (laughs) i'm sure it makes the ears of all canadian listeners want to bleed wait but fucking bob and doug mckenzie in the uh strange brew movie call them tokes that's what i thought i was gonna bring that up she says i've never heard canadians pronounce it that way it actually took me a few seconds to figure out what you two were talking about take it up with fucking rick moranis okay don't blame me she says we pronounce it toque toque or toque Whoever said the word toque rhymes with yoke more than fluke lied. It absolutely <laughs> rhymes with fluke. Please stop with the toke business. Thanks, Janine. All right. Well, where is my fucking toque? Dude, you Still, know what? It's getting cold in San Francisco, and I want to look like a jackass wearing a Canadian hat. Strange Brew said toke. I swear to God, What's they the said other toke. guy's name? Dave something or other? Yeah, it was Rick Dave Moranis. I, I don't remember their names in the actual show. Uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie. Bob and okay, Bob and Doug McKenzie. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen that. Wasn't that from uh, uh, SCTV? SCTV, which yeah. is one of my favorite TV Wackley's series. Favorite that series. It's girl repellent, <laughs> dude. It's it's D Simon repellent. I can't even <laughs> it's watch pretty it. Pretty much everybody repellent. I love it though. It's hilarious. I'm gonna go back and watch some tonight. I have every season on the DVD box set. I'm gonna you know watch it tonight. And let's determine next episode whether or not it's toque or toke. I'm, I'm positive they call it toke. And they're Canadian. Uh, supposedly. So, I don't know. Maybe Janine needs to take this up with the government of Canada. <laughs> I'm not sure. You know, the, the head of the administer of, uh, of language. Of furry hats. Of Canada. Fuzzy hats. Knit hats. <laughs> Thank you, Janine, for writing in. People send an email to cigarongpodcast at hotmail.com. Uh, finally, if you haven't already, go check out iTunes and subscribe to the show on iTunes. You really help us out. And give us a five-star rating. We appreciate that. We have, like, somewhere in the 50s. We're riding that rocket. And also, it's a new month, so go give us a vote at Podcast Alley. We have links to the Sick and Wrong Forum right off the site. Uh, you know, there's been more, there's been more chicks recently. So we're, I'm, I'm hoping that within the next week or so, we get more tit pictures. Because <laughs> what's a forum without tits? There's a new one today from some redheaded bird. Sweet, dude. Yeah. Go well, check you know, it in out. In a bra, but still. Go check it out. Sickerongpodcast.com. Forum's right on our main page. Finally here, we're going to end the show with the Sickerong song of the week coming all the way from the land down under in Perth, uh, which is Western Australia. <laughs> Greetings from Perth. My name is Damien, and I am from Perth, Western Australia. Basically, what I'm saying is I live in the most out-of-the-way, boring, backwater shithole you could imagine. So next time you two are crapping on about how there is fuck all to do in San Francisco, spare a thought for us poor saps over here. (laughs) 
That's kind of sad, man. You, you'd think Australia would have something to do, but I guess... Can't per- you, like, go shoot kangaroos or something? Or take a boomerang and hit aborigines? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know <laughs> what what about do. the boomerangs? Yeah, or drink some Fosters. Like, yeah, shrimps on the Barbie. Come on. <laughs> you know, Just use your imagination. He says, I've been listening to your podcast uh, since about the start of the year. It's a great way to shut out the world whilst wasting away hours in front of my computer at work. So thanks for the entertainment. He says, by the way, most Australian beer tastes pretty ordinary and hardly anyone I know drinks Fosters. In fact, I've only met one person in my life who actually drinks it regularly, and he was from Melbourne anyway. He says, Melbourne bastards. (laughs) Well, at least they drink Fosters there like a real Australian. He says, I'm in a band called Blunt Force Trauma, and we recently recorded a song I'd like you to hear. The lyrics were inspired from a story from Sick and Wrong episode 123 about Jeremiah Berry who was the dude whose dad told him God instructed him that Jeremiah should get a sex change and become his wife. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. The song's called Heretic, and it contains samples of both you guys from episode 123, and we're asking your permission to use your voices and also see if you'd be interested in using it as the sick and wrong song of the week. Uh, check out our MySpace page, MySpace page myspace.com slash AUS Blunt Force Trauma. Thanks for providing such great sick and wrong entertainment each week, and thanks for the lyrical inspiration. I look forward to your reply, Damien. So yeah, we're going to end the show here with uh, Heretic from Blunt Force Trauma. And you know, it cracked me up that he's actually asking our permission. Now, if they do, a live, if they do a live show, do we have to go down there and like, do the voices? I don't know. Or would they just play like the sample? Probably the sample. If they ever came to the Bay Area, though, I think we sh- we should be invited to Dude, do, I would to hang do out the live with, version. I would hang out with any Australian that comes to the Bay Area because we just go out, get drunk, drink a shitload of Fosters, bust out the boomerangs, and you know start hitting like crackheads. I know because they too look bad like we could meet, It's too bad we could meet some Australian fans in Kalamazoo and go to Ruggers Tuggers Up and Under. Oh yeah, Australian themed uh, Kalamazoo bar. I forgot about that. We did yeah. go to the Up and Unders, an the Australian and themed under. tavern. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, you know, this is a great grindcore song. People go check it out. Uh, MySpace.com slash AUS Blunt Force Trauma. We're going to end this show with uh, Heretic. We'll be back next week with episode 144. Until then, take it sleazy. And Soccer Mom, thanks for the moonshine. I am drunk. For everyone who asks receives, he who seeks finds, to him who knocks it will be opened. Or who is there among you who, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, who will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good thanks to those who ask him? Therefore, whatever you desire for men to do to you, you shall also do to them, for this is the law. Enter in by the new gate.
199 times, dismember his body with an axe, and then, uh, 